0: Good rising, good afternoon, good evening to all of our lovely listeners out there. We are the ladies of the 1010 podcast. It's Wyona here, also with my lovely ladies, Ori and Tatiana.
1: Hello guys.
0: And here we are today. It is Friday, November 27th of 2020. Day after um, the Thanksgiving holiday, Um, I'm not sure if there's another term that we can also call it. I've heard it be other things to honor the uh, people who have inherited our land before us. Much respect given there. Um,
2: I refer to it as the day only
0: started to cover. There we go. You see? And there's there's, there's (laughs) this and I'm still learning what the terminology is. So uh, yes, happiness, (laughs) happy. Well, not happiness, remembrance. To that, So um, yes. definitely want to show respect there and also spend some time with um, the people who you live with, obviously, to stay safe during this COVID-19 pandemic. And with that, that's actually something that we're going to be talking about here today. Um, we have been at this. A lot of us have been either um, in self-isolation or working from home or keeping track of what's going on with the, um, via the media or how, however you choose to follow and a lot of people are at this point uh experiencing some uh some fatigue with this covid-19 pandemic can get really intense and and that can manifest in so many different ways anxiety um just not being interested in even going outside in public anymore like it, it can manifest in so many different ways so this is actually something I feel like we should really touch on today and talk about the ways that this may have impacted people you know or even you. So, um, mm-hmm. COVID fatigue is is uh who we're gonna be focused on. Uh, to start, I will say when this thing first hit in like March for me, I really started seeing the impact of it because I was you know given the ability to start working from home, and um I was told to work from home, so we just started jumping in. Um, I was no longer taking public transportation anymore. They ran on weekend schedules. Like it was, things just escalated really quickly and then just kind of stayed that way for like, you know, throughout the summer and, you know, up till now. And meanwhile, you have on. to, all and, right, and, and then on top of that, you have to watch the news, sometimes questioning what you see, what's right, what isn't right. And I've definitely experienced the, the fatigue of it because you know at some point i want to be able to move on from 2020 now some people even encompass 2020 as a whole 2020 has been canceled at this point i'm just like come on like <laughs> come on 2021 let's let's see if we could do it better in january um i don't know how else people feel about that but that's like kind of my initial fatigue feeling about this yeah
2: i i agree it's it's really a shame because like to your point i mean we of course, the the three of us were working together uh, at the start of lockdown. So we remember, you know, when we had to transition from working in the office to working at home. But at that time, I, I actually was uh, discussing this yesterday. And I was saying, you know, when we started, we got it. It's essentially you're going into a tunnel. We didn't realize yeah. how long the tunnel was. <laughs> yeah. you know? We're like, oh, in a month or so, we'll be out. We're still in the damn tunnel, you're like okay this is it's not what I was expecting, which of course how how could anyone have known but it's it's truly difficult. I would say on Mayan though I found since I am fifty fifty when it comes to uh an introvert and extrovert, mm-hmm. so if that equilibrium is off at all it it really oh. fucks with me um and the the pandemic has made me yearn for human interaction much more um where I'm far more of an extrovert now than I was before I think for some people they've enjoyed you know kind of being on their own and you and being more reflective internally but for me because I travel a lot that's my time to do that so now I'm just kind of Searching for you know like family and friends and Facetime all the time and Zooming because I need to interact with people. I work uh, at the hospital just doing front desk on on the weekends just to see people because I realized that I needed that for my mental health. But it's it's truly a trying time. I mean, we're gonna come out of this, and at least we'll all know what our breaking point is, I suppose. Um, But it's 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 really. Yes, it's really, I know, I can,
1: I can, I I remember the, I think it was the 16th of March when they were like, oh, "Oh, you guys can walk from, like, I remember I was so excited because I was like, thank God, you know, I'll, you know, be able to stay at home (laughs) and just, you know, relax and, you know, because like Tatiana said, I didn't know it was going to take this long. I thought it was probably going to be like a max, you know, six months and then everybody will be back. But you know, we're still counting and honestly we don't know when this is gonna end. Right now I, I would say that I'm tired because you know it, it gets really tiring going to the store with a mask all the time and then coming back home mm-hmm. and start and then you start cleaning out those things, like oh, you know, I'm not sure if someone touched this and all that. So I think it's really, you know, it puts a layer of stress for for most people. Um, the the only good side is that um i don't have to worry about monday mornings like i used to (laughs) (laughs) because like weekends usually are very short because i'm like okay monday i have to you know be up at six in the morning blah 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 i still wake up early but you know i don't have to worry about you know getting on the road and you know getting to work by nine you know but apart from that i you know i think it's taking too long and i'm tired i wanted to travel you know I'm not such I'm not an adventurous person but I was really looking forward to a trip to Canada but that didn't happen you know Mm -hmm. because of COVID and there were other places I was planning to to go that I you know I couldn't also go because of COVID so well it is what it is so yeah fingers crossed
0: yeah I'd like and to add to that I'll say um, Tatiana I like what you said before about like kind of the self reflection aspect of it because I definitely fell into that category of people who did a lot of that and there's I I feel like I sound crazy when I say this I'm like oh, I like working from home I like not having to deal with the building like like institutionalism that's affiliated with any whatever work setting that you're in it's just like i feel like you're so it's like you're trapped there sometimes it can feel like a prison but like if i just have a special space at home where i can just be productive get things done have meetings and stuff but at any point in time if it's just too much for me one day and i just want to step out and breathe i can do that where I could never ever that's never something I could ever do at work and you're just, it's just just like no you're trapped here for eight hours and you have to deal with it so I'm getting a little bit too comfortable because I like being able to have that step away and breathe kind of time um because and I was also somebody who was dealing with a whole lot of stuff in the beginning of the year pre-COVID and I was worried about myself because I'm like okay when am I gonna have that chance to reflect and heal and really like you know do some self-reflection, self-progression, all that stuff. Like, I was worried about myself. And then it was like, "Well, oh, here we go. We have this pandemic. I'm like, oh, great. We have three months or six months or however long it's going to be for me to be able to have that. And I'm grateful to have this. And I'm, and I'm still grateful, but I'm just like, hold on. Ori, what you were saying about these masks. I'm, Man, going to these grocery stores, wearing these masks and having to sanitize when you come home. It is a process. And that is something that's become, like, a little bit overwhelming for me and stuff like in that sense.
2: Yeah, yeah. I do being in the office though. I would, I well, I miss putting together. Me too. Me too. I was gonna say that. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I still do that at home. I, I mean, I'll throw on like lipstick if I want, like purple lipstick, just to like make things fun. I just have to like switch things. I've attended Zoom meetings in, uh, in sort of a floor length (laughs) dress. Like, I try to, I try to have fun with it. But I miss, yeah, I miss the social interaction yeah desperately i mean again for me when i try i'm someone who i'm accustomed to sort of navigating the world on my own i have close friends i have you know ride or die family but i'm just accustomed to kind of moving overseas for a while and and traveling all the time and that's when i feel truly me so right now i'm just trying to kind of get by to a certain extent because Sometimes I feel like a fish out of water. I'm not in my element, and so, um, yeah, it just makes me yearn for for human interaction even more so than before. So now, when I make plans with people and they cancel, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, like I need this to serve my mental health, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's it, it's But can we still travel though?
0: Me. Because I feel like at this point, there's people who I actually know somebody who plans on going to I think they're calling it a red state it's like Alaska and I coming think from mass you can travel within the you U.S. Can,
2: you can do some um,
0: oh that's the U.S. yeah
2: but in, most yeah. of my travel is international so I probably should have oh. made that clear um but that being said I do travel within the region so I, like I just came back from Maine I, I spend time in New Hampshire Maine um Rhode Island where my family's from where I am right now uh, so I try to do stuff and different stuff in Massachusetts. I I try to do regional travel. So it, it helps sort of placate the situation, but it's not necessarily the same because I'm not arriving in a new Did you airport. drive?
1: That's a diversion, but did you drive?
2: Yeah. I mean, Catch-22, I'm phobic about mm-hmm. flying. So that's the only silver lining is that right now I'm not on a plane because, yeah, I have to take medication for it. It's, it's pretty bad. Uh, I love to travel, but I hate to, like, I almost <laughs> faint from the anxiety. <laughs> so, it's a catch-22, but the, the joy of traveling outweighs the the oh, hours sorry. on the plane. That's why I do it. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, because because we're kind of stuck domestically, I'm just not
0: getting on. I will that. also, yeah, um, no, I'm that asking. definitely makes sense. I will also say, though, that one thing that also contributes to the fatigue or my own anxiety about this is even if you were to stay in like within region, like within mass or within the U S they're breaking down states Mm -hmm. and calling them like, they're giving them colors. Like if you're red, may want to stay away. You could be orange. You could some, at some weeks, some places can be green. And they even now have it down by district within the state. So I'm like, darn, it's like, no matter where you go, Mm -hmm. you have to, yeah. Yeah, Like for example, Brockton Brockton is, yeah it's red yeah. and I'm like okay cool but it's it, it sucks now um, because one you're creating a stigma in itself where people will visit and they'll be like hmm I may want to stay away from that neighborhood
1: I'm and sure Boston is hand, red like, as well
0: it is it's like it has its weeks where it fluctuates but I'm just like when you create that aren't you then creating st- like I know the goal is to keep people where they are but realistically speaking do you think that people are just going to stay in their neighborhood stay in their town and not go to other places you know that has to be controlled for so so in terms of the anxiety that is felt um during this covid 19 pandemic time i find it really interesting that we have to divide neighborhoods up and you know give people the the idea to just stay where they are it's to me it's not as realistic as just stay safe wherever you choose to go i feel like that kind of a mindset would reduce anxiety as opposed to being like oh there you go that's a red neighborhood just so you know if you're gonna go there it's red so you gotta like kind of have that in your heart as you go and you come back to your family so but
1: i think it's also good you know just so that you know people know that um you should be more careful because this is a pandemic it's it's a national um emergency a lot of people have lost their lives so i think it's a big deal and i i like the idea of you know just flagging it I live in Boston, and I'm sure Boston is red, but it's okay, you know, because that way the school district can even know that, okay, we we can't have the kids in school, because that's the reason why kids are not in school in Boston, because it's red, you know, and some of us, like Weymouth, for instance, you know, when it was red, they were like, everybody stop, and then it turned to green, and they were like, okay, you guys can come back again, so I think it's helpful for public health purposes, you know, so... Yeah, I think it's, I think we should just not see like um you know it's a form of discrimination. I don't see it as, you know, discrimination or anything. I just feel like you know it's it's good for everyone to know. Let's be transparent about the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, I see both of your points though because I do understand why point of it does kind of ostracize uh a town. But that that being said, if there's a rise in cases, there's mm-hmm. a rise in cases, and if it if it equates to a, a red like a high risk uh, categorization, then it is what it is. But I hope what it is doing is prompting the Department of Public Health then to target these areas and focus on their public health outreach, making sure that local businesses and 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 neighbors in that area are aware are reminded of safety protocols and reminded that they need to be uh, extra vigilant because they're in a high-risk area i say this because with the with the commission we actually did that in dorchester about a month or so ago because the cases had Mm -hmm. risen in dorchester so we were handing out uh, masks mass and kind of fact sheets and posters with uh, with public health information uh, to local businesses in a certain part of Dorchester. um, After they had done a lot of targeted outreach in East Boston, because East Boston has spiked first, and it was actually also in collaboration with the community health centers, they were able to um, really make a dent in the rise, or sort of mitigate the rise in East Boston. So then the focus shifted to Dorchester, because as East Boston was sort of... uh, stabilizing, for lack of a better word, Dorchester was, was rising again. So it's, I mean, it's tough. We're all in public health. So I imagine we look at it from a different lens than, than others do um, because it's 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 within the realm yeah. of the work we do. Yeah.
0: I think one of the reasons why I was definitely feeling a sort of a burnout is because I know there's people out there who have their, uh, in, especially in the Southern states, who might have a reason why they're not comfortable wearing masks. Um, but I know that Massachusetts is not that and where we've always been one of those like states that have always been like, you know, progressive, like thinking forward in terms of like public health solutions. There's not one place you can go in public, like a public place, a public building in Massachusetts, and that's train stations included, where you aren't or you wear things like you that you can just go in freely without a mask, you have to wear one wherever you go and you will be asked to leave if you if you don't have that at least that's what i've seen in the regions that i am in on the eastern side of mass so when you see a rise in cases in like for example Brockton or dorchester and stuff like that i'm like let's as public health people figure out is this because people aren't wearing them or could there be a a different like contributing factor that we're not looking at here because it's always like oh we'll just go out and hand masks to people make sure people are informed and do this and do this and i'm like but are you sure that's the problem, though? And have we taken the time to really explore what the different possible, you know, underlying factors could be? Curious to see.
2: Well, it's it's a a step, and like I I mean, as is the case in East Boston, the community health, uh, healthcare centers really took part in in the outreach because they they mm-hmm. are of the community, so they were able to kind of highlight the, the gaps um, in in the public health outreach there. And that's to their credit, it's a large reason why East Boston's at the time at least started to see a stabilization in the cases. So yeah, it's not just about handing out masks and, and fact sheets, it's more than that, but but it's still something that I think needs to be done. It's part of the overall strategy. Uh, I, I think you need to have the, the city invested, you need to have the community invested, you need, have, you need to have individuals invested. And once you have everyone on the same team bringing their assets and their knowledge of the particular area then i think you can yeah and um like
1: progress. what wayana said we know that um, massachusetts is like forefront when it comes to healthcare and all that but guess what i went somewhere on i think it was on monday and it's really close to ten ten. they sell fish you know oh yeah yes cram, cram foods yeah Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the the folks that were not wearing masks, I was like, what in Massachusetts? It's, it's
0: also an open thing, it's no, not like a building. No, no, no,
1: it's a building, it's a building. And there were older men, you know, but they were not even wearing masks. I was like, wow, you know, and it's in Massachusetts. So I think, Good. um. That's the fact that, you know, there's a lot of um, outreach and all that. There are still people that, you know, they just don't want to wear masks because they don't want to wear masks. And on their door, it's not there like, oh, wear your mask. So you can come in even without a mask. They are, you know, they are liberal. They're like, you know, you guys can come in. No I was surprised. I was shocked. You, know. you gotta
0: send me a picture of that place, because I'm like, in if it, it's that place border- I'm thinking of that's literally a one-minute, like, you can step outside of it yeah, and look at it. Yeah, that's, like, opposite
1: 1010, yeah. Because I'm like, our, the way the it's building the is set up,
0: under- the way I understand it, because I've gone there before to get my lobster tails, Yeah, FYI, yeah I love yeah, lobster tails, yeah. you can literally make your order standing, you're still outside, no. and you can literally say it to them, no. because it's not like a build. the people who work, to get the fish in the back that's like a building where the door is closed but the front area where you can place your order it's like like a garage setup where it's like yeah
1: but but, those, but those men were not they were not wearing masks i was surprised because mm. the the youngest of them would probably be like 60 yeah and were like three difference. yeah but no mask nothing if <laughs> i when i when i took the fish home i didn't even bring in the box because I was because one of them one of them had a runny nose, you know. So because you know it's they have a oh. cold room, so it's cold and they have to hold you know cold stuff. So his nose was just running. I'm like, mm, I hope this is not.
0: Oh, you know, so I just, or he does extra I, cleaning yeah, when she gets I home. Just,
1: you know, didn't bring the box in. I you know <laughs> just brought out the fish. You know, I'm like, I'm not taking that to the house.
2: Wait, I have a question though. Do you?
1: Do you think maybe that they were my, Trump supporters? That was my guess. Nice people in mass. That was my guess. I'm
0: like, wow. You know, I mean, there are definitely clusters of people mm-hmm. throughout Mass who I can I can tell may fall into that category. And I'm glad you actually said that, Tatyana, because that actually brought me into my next few questions I have here. Because I've noticed that people since earlier this year have been really tying in this COVID like. With the election where they're like, oh, man, I just can't wait for November. Can't wait for November. Well, here we are in November where we had an election and there was a certain level of of people, myself included, who had so much anxiety that built up to the election and it was just like so intense to the point where the week of the election, I kid you not, from like the Monday It was, it happened like, I forget the date of it. I think it was like November 3rd, but from Monday the 2nd up until Friday, where they had that party thing with, um, on stage where it was Biden, Kamala Harris for those five days, I did not sleep. I literally would sleep like one hour a night or maybe one and a half, two hours a night. And I'm not a mother. I'm like, I don't know how mothers can do this thing because I did not sleep period. And I have work during the day and just couldn't sleep it was
2: a it was a dark time to be in a am- well it's been dark for the past 4 years but it was a different type of darkness it was a very different experience it stuck in this election that never ended <laughs> or at least seemingly felt as yeah. though it was yeah. never going to end i
1: think um the last election um was you know i i was a little you know anxious about that one you know the Hillary and um trump but this was worse Oh yeah, This was worse. I was, <laughs> I was you know, at, t- at some point, I was just really um, hoping for a miracle because it started out with everything looking red. And then, you know, everyone was, you know, thinking, you know, that it was going to be all red. And then <laughs> it started turning blue. And, you know, until the until Pennsylvania won, until Biden won Pennsylvania, I was just like, who's going to win this election? it was very tight it was a really keen keenly contested election and it was very you know it wasn't clear until until friday yeah yeah so for me Hmm. uh
2: the election um well i voted in person i did not do a mail-in ballot just because my voting location was two doors from my apartment so I went really early, and it was actually seamless. Uh, I remember there was a bit of hail, and I thought that was amusing because it was kind of a, a manifestation of how odd mm-hmm. that day was. <laughs> there would be, of all things, hail at, like, 7 a.m. Um, but I actually came to Rhode Island um, to be around family because I, I knew it was going to be a, a, a day... Of high anxiety and of course it was you know did not disappoint on that front and just the days went on and you know you try not to watch the news you try to step away for 10 minutes and you think oh but maybe they called Arizona So you <laughs> <laughs> like, I just lived uh on CNN basically for like four or five days I will say though that Saturday when it was finally called that was honestly a glorious day. I will never forget that day for the rest of my life. The, the Just the pure palpable joy in the air. I just, I felt so happy to be American that day. I mean, people were just honking up and down the street in, in Jamaica Plain um, for hours. And I happened to walk past the crowds by the public garden because I was on my way to the tea uh, in Back Bay and it was it was just beautiful. It was it, you know you're seeing like <laughs> pride flags and, and people of all shades just excited and dancing and and just happy and, and the last time people came together like that was to protest you know Trump and in, in the in the, mm-hmm. the Commons or something. So to see people coming together for a joyous reason and to just be you know incandescently excited and and sincerely hopeful for for what's to come was a day that I'll I'll never forget i think that everything we went through in the election just seeing that saturday and the reaction nationwide because i was going to say
1: that imagine. you know we were rejoicing in massachusetts because massachusetts is you know majorly a democrat mm-hmm. a democratic state but can you imagine what you know people would have how people that felt in in the red state <laughs> because <laughs> i'm sure that's some because there were, there were also protests you know that it was a mm-hmm. fraud, you know, they were trying to steal the elections, blah, blah, blah. And then if you talk to, because I spoke with someone who's very, you know, Republican, you know, the person was really like, you know, telling me, oh, it was it's a fraud, blah, blah, blah. I was, I was tired, you know, and exhausted from even trying to convince this person that this is democracy. Like, you know, the votes were counted, you know, but the person really strongly believed that, you know, it was a fraud. So... And on delusion yeah, yeah yeah I'll tell you that
0: and I also like I hope in the future we can get to a place where you know, I hope that liberals slash Democrats, conservatives um people slash Republicans can get to a point where they can just have a plain conversation, and I've watched different like platforms where they are able to come together. It's like I'm not trying to bash whoever is the political leader who has their opinions, like literally from your perspective with your beliefs, like how do you feel about this policy or this solution towards this problem? And I love those conversations more than anything. So watching, watching that uh, actually helps me feel better. Cause I'm like, Hey, if it, if it can start there, at least we're starting somewhere. And maybe in the future, the more important people who the stakeholders, like political stakeholders can do that same thing on larger platforms like CNN, which definitely has a lot of, like the you know democrats slash liberals and and fox news which has a lot of you know the conservative folks and republicans and the in-betweeners so definitely hoping to see more of that i will say it's interesting weather wise it did get so much warmer as we left tuesday and came to that saturday like saturday like you said that was a warm day Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like this would be a good day to go outside and have some time
2: that is the universe also in agreement with the <laughs> election results that's what that was mother nature was saying yes like now that now that the veil of darkness is lifted let us bring in warmth yes and, and absolutely. my rejoicing yep. actually
0: started from the night a, before like i don't know what it is about when um there was that i don't know what a ceremony that was called but the one where kamala Harris and biden were, came out and Kamala came out first, and she had her Mary J. Blige playing, and she did her cute little strut, like, ah, her her, her white suit came out with her white suit. (laughs) I was like, this lady. What's going on? And I wanted to be on that stage. I was like, that was, that looked really fun. They had the fireworks afterward. It was just a beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful thing. I have it on YouTube. I still watch it if I have my days. That was, that was a good time. And then that transitioned into Saturday, where everyone was saying the same thing in brockton you know it wasn't that whole people dancing on the streets because it's 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 a different kind of environment there oh yeah but there was still a general feel of difference compared to the you know this these dark times before it was just like a ray of light and we're still pushing through it but that was a really good day i will yeah. agree.
1: <laughs> and i think I, I think i just you know personally yeah. you know i like um um biden you know i like his his um personality and the way he approaches things you know he's just a calm He's very calm he's a calm man who has also seen life you know he's had his own fair share of successes and you know um troubles so he's very you know he's empathetic he's able to think in a lot of people's shoes in a lot of lenses which i don't think um the current president right now has you know so I think um, it'll be nice <laughs> to see how the next four years will um, play out. I love how <laughs> diplomatic you are, Ori. No, I'm, I'm just you know stating the obvious, him. you know. A lot of people it- like a lot of people like Trump, you know, a lot of people like him. Like yeah. people love that guy because we can even see from the results of the elections it was 72 million or so that still voted for Trump. So people really like him. So there are people that will come out and you know they would say that he's a great guy, Is it? you know. But I'm just saying that you know, personality-wise, I definitely you know like um, Biden. I like his approach to to things compared to Trump. I, and because Trump yeah. has said some, you know, like I I just don't want to get go um, political. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm really happy about the result of the elections. I'm so pleased. I'm so yeah. happy.
0: I, yeah but then to tie it into our, our previous oh, sorry i we was just gonna there. say it's um it's definitely worth noting that he does still have quite a bit of support oh, out yeah. there he oh, yeah. lose by a, like you know a couple million at the end of the day and i'm like that's really not that much when you consider who is able and eligible to vote in um in the u.s who actually did go out and vote and he won by, like by won by that much and it's like hmm, trump has the support oh yeah still there a lot of people took a chance on the Biden-Kamala uh, team, but in 2024, which is a conversation I've seen that has started already, is like, okay, if Biden is definitely officially, you know, our president, are you going to try to come again in 2024, you or one of your sons? And he did, he's like, oh, I don't want to answer that, and blah, 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 and I'm like, okay, but it's like, keep that in the back of your mind, people, 2024, we have more election years to come, and he could come back, so it's, you know definitely something I don't think I don't out. think he's going to come up cuz by
1: then he's going to be probably 78 you know so
0: that's also yeah. well Bernie Sanders was he was going to be the oldest one in history I think he was pushing 80 wasn't he he was I think
2: yeah I feel like yeah yeah I think he was um yeah. definitely I, I believe the, the oldest yeah. potential candidate right but it's it's really a alarm- Well, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but it's still, yeah, eye-opening. Um, if your eyes can even open beyond all the shit that Trump has done these past four years, but the fact that you know we're in this pandemic, and ever since the election, Trump is. I mean, he he's he's not really spoken about COVID, only just to take full credit for you know the progress in finding a vaccination, but. He hasn't reached out to the public. He's going through Maybe a lot. He's going through operations. a lot right now. Whereas of... <laughs> I don't care
1: what, it. No, it does When you are the president of the United States, you can through. imagine you people people that someone you. know, that i said previously that, oh, I've never lost in my life. I've always had, you know. So you can imagine, you know, what he's yeah. <laughs> going through. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. True. It's just. Uh, it's just really uh, amazing to me because, you know, Biden is having these press conferences and he's talking directly to the American people and reminding them to, you know, use their masks and have small gatherings for Thanksgiving and Trump. Success is, like, yeah, success you know.
1: is good. You know, however it comes, you know, victory is a beautiful thing. So you can imagine that right now come up, <laughs> that the Biden team is really like elated and very happy. So I would expect them to, you know, to do all that
0: the, yeah. the losing team
1: is always, you know, they're kind of in a tunnel right now. So, but I, yeah. I feel like, I feel like Trump can still, you know, be matured about his approach. You know, don't let everybody feel like, Oh, this thing really got to me because there's always something about, you know, when you fail an exam or you don't do well on a task or something, you know, you feel bad, but sometimes you just have to, you know, brace up and act like, it's okay, you know, and just do your job. So I, I, I see what you're saying, Tatiana.
0: Yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of, I would say, chaos that's still happening. It's not even, I can't even comfortably call it post-election. There's just this current state of just like craziness that in itself, there's definitely ways that we have to cope to be able to go through that. Thankfully, it's not as dark as it definitely was prior to um you know the early part of november but it's like we're still not done yet and we we still have to just remember to give ourselves that that space the space to just be able to be okay heal reflect if you need to step away if you need to and just like do what you can to cope with this craziness because th- that's just what we need as a human population we can't just like keep pushing through sometimes you do have to just take a step back and and pause if you need to so definitely
2: <laughs> yes ma'am.
0: can i record that
2: can i record everything you just said and use that for some sort of meditation
0: daily i love that or like to set oh, yeah. my intention in the morning i i definitely, love it love yes. feel about free that. anyone uh, to all of our lovely Thank listeners you. definitely feel free to do the same because um yeah we do okay take those words right, and yeah. uh, apply them to your life definitely so um With that, I think it's uh, definitely a very good time to say thank you to you all who have come in, listen to us, continue to listen to us, share with your people. We are here, we are not going anywhere. The ladies of 1010 are continuing on strong, stronger than ever at that. So (laughs) if you guys ever want to hear any additional topics, please remember to reach out to us, leave a comment, uh leave a direct message however the case may be um we're always here and willing to listen because you guys are our listeners and we love you all dearly (laughs) we do we appreciate
2: everyone listening
0: and absolutely
2: please send us topics that would be amazing um if you if there's something you want us to talk about uh you'd like (laughs) to hear three different perspectives on it but you know send it our way um through our ig um that would be ideal um or even through like the anchor oh, app Instagram. or apple podcasts um
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah all the social media platforms sure. so with yeah. that <laughs> all right guys we would like to say thank you to you all for listening as always we are the lovely ladies of 1010 good evening good rising goodbye and we will see you again soon bye goodbye,